What's going on, everybody? Hello, yes, sir. We're back again with another episode of the Worms Report. Let's get excited. Let's get excited. Let's get turned up. We're here again. Two episodes in a week. Isn't it great? Again, we're trying to keep with the consistency. And again, it's, it's a work in progress. The promise is still going to be kept. But today, in light of, in spite of that, as we're gaining consistency, we're here with a very special guest, a friend of mine I knew way back in college, Tien Commit. Tien, what's up, brother? How you doing? Now, Luke, I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you are on. I'm glad your connection's clear, yes. concise, uh, 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 easily visible, unlike <laughs> some of my other uh, guests. No shade to them, <laughs> even though they need to tighten up if they want to get back on this show. <laughs> but but uh, shade aside, glad to have you on. Glad to be here, man. And glad to finally have a UFC aficionado, UFC fan in our midst today, because that's exactly what we're going to cover. I've been wanting to cover this all week long. Now we have the opportunity to. One of the biggest upsets in the UFC just transpired. Kamara Usman loses to Leon Edwards. And to talk about that, we have to step into the ring. That's right. Ring the bell. Let's get it popping. One of the biggest upsets that we've seen in modern UFC history. Oh, yeah. Lutz on, on a head kick to Leon Edwards after dominating outside of round one, dominating rounds two, three, and four, and round five as well. Stunning That's upset. Leon, yeah. Leon Edwards is now the new welterweight champion in the world and a shock to everybody. Usman, even after the fight, was, was, was in fits, had told Dana, you know, champs lose. But we'll be back stronger. Cool. I like the mentality. But the point being, I can't believe this happened. how do you feel about this whole situation? I thought, you know, I thought it was um, a one-sided fight. You're, you're right. As, as a, aside from the first round, you know, Edwards had his moments, a few moments early on in the fight. But Kamaru Usman dominated him the rest of the fight up until that very last minute. And um, he delivered delivered that amazing head kick. And... Knocked him out, out cold. Didn't even need to finish him. He looked at him. He knew right away that he was out. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I think people were, were on their way out of the stadium, people leaving, and he pulled it off. It was amazing to watch. I, like, I will tell you, I was on my phone because it was the last 50 seconds. Yeah, you were getting I, ready to check I, out mentally. Yeah, no, I was already. I was. I watched the whole fight. I was like, okay, this is it's, it's, it's a watch. I was on my phone checking Twitter. And then I hear Joe Rogan yell, oh, and I look yeah. up and he's on the ground. And oh. I was like, I stood up legitimately. I stood up in front of my television for six minutes straight and did not sit down and didn't say a word. I almost stopped breathing because I couldn't believe it. So, so but, but essentially that brings up the bigger question of now that Leon Edwards is champ, we're going to get to, we're going to talk about Kamar Usman and where he goes from here, specifically dealing with Leon Edwards, the new, I guess, comeback kid of the UFC. He's on top of the world right he now. He is, he is. But the question is, how long? And and I want to ask this for you. I'm not trying to harp on his parade, but legitimately, again, he's, wait, he's waited on this shot for about seven plus years, lost to Usman initially, had been making runs and had, you know, again, a legitimate striker, a legitimate technician on the feet. He yeah. is, he is dangerous. He's been dangerous his entire career. But again, in my opinion, commonly overlooked as a legitimate contender but i agree but for me 
it was for a good reason. And that reason, I think, is going to be apparent coming in these next couple, if there even are a couple, title defenses. Because I don't think he's going to be able to retain this title for a long time. But I want to hear your thoughts on this before I even get into it. Do you think that he's going to be able to, to reign as champ? Or is this going to be a real short kind of Cinderella story of sorts? Yeah, so I think... Um... First and foremost, I think Usman gets the first crack about him again. I think they're going to make that rematch. You know, they're tied 1-1 right now. And honestly, I think Usman is going to be his toughest title defense. Because if you look at the weight class, you have Usman, and then you have Covington, then Chimaev, then Gilbert Burns. And um, no shame on any of them, but Kamar Usman's ran through them all so far besides Chimaev, mm. you know? Um, I think he's still got a little bit more to prove before he gets a crack at the title. But I think Usman is also the best out of those names. You know, he beat Covington twice. Covington's really good, but he, he, he Usman was a little bit better both mm -hmm. times. And I think that if Leon Edwards can, you know, beat Usman, then yes. Um, I think he could he could hold on to this title for a good while. You know, he's come a long way. He's gotten a, he's always been very technical. I think he has recently started to put everything together. I watched the Nate Diaz fight and like, it was actually a little bit similar to his, uh, his fight with Usman because, you know, he, he's dominated Nate Diaz the whole fight essentially. And then Nate Diaz lands a big left hand and he couldn't close him out though. Yep. Yep. He nearly caught it. Nearly, nearly won that fight. Nearly, nearly had him out. Nearly won that fight. But um, yeah, so I think, I think Usman is going to be his biggest challenge on this um, trilogy fight. And other than that, I think it could, I think he could, you know, if he could beat Usman twice, that's going to be his heart, his biggest hill to climb. If he look, if he can beat Usman twice, first and foremost, that puts him in a legitimate conversation of are we witnessing an all-time great coming in, in, in the making. Exactly, could, you know, because that's how Usman was was regarded for a very long time, pound for pound, and he was on that that sixteen and zero winning streak to tie and then I think beat Anderson Silva yeah. and um and yeah and, and and like not only was it such a spectacular comeback it wasn't just against any champion it was against Kamaru Usman this guy that is regarded as one of the faces of the UFC right now you know I think that makes it all the more more spectacular and and you know also also any anytime like um in any sports and competitiveness when I see like an underdog, you know, um, take down, take down the big guy. I always, I always feel good about it. And I think Leon Edwards is the ultimate underdog here and just came in and, and shocked the world. Like, and I loved his speech after he was like, look at me now, like everyone that thought I couldn't do it. You know, I came from nothing, lived in a, a woodshed zinc mm -hmm. room. I thought that was just so great. And the icing on the cake for the whole, and then calling his mom after. I thought that was so great. Oh, no, yeah, no, again, the story is absolutely incredible. I wish you would have said something. Other story, than, yeah. I wish you would have said something other than look at me now. Cause yeah. I was like, I was waiting for you to answer some of the questions about like, how did you get it done? How did you set up? How did you set up the ending shot? But hey, I get it. Adrenaline and euphoria can oh, yeah. just overtake the mind and it's fine. Have your moment. Exactly. But delving into the fight in and of itself, this is why I don't think that he's an if they rematch, which is again, most likely what's going to happen. Usman's going to get a second crack at yeah, yeah. 
getting this title after after a layoff to heal, recover, and all that stuff. We we understand that. But the problem is, this to me was a one-time thing in terms of him being able to beat Usman. If he doesn't face him and doesn't face somebody else who, who, I, who I don't want to say it for now, I'm bring it up in a little point. But if if he faces any any of those two, specifically Usman, in his next fight, I don't think he's going to be able to win because outside of round one, when he was able to actively take them down or actively take Usman down. First time that's been done. Exactly. First time he's ever been taken down in his career. Nearly submitted him with a rear naked choke on his back. I, I was like, oh, shoot. This could actually be something. But the problem is, and we saw it in the rest of the fight, once Usman finally gets in your rhythm and then is able to turn this into a physical contest, not striking, but grappling. Grappling, wrestling, yeah. That's when he kills you. And it's, in fact, and, and, and it's the fact that he own, the only reason why Usman lost is because, and Teddy Atlas brought up a good thing in his, in, in when he was analyzing this fight in the post fight on his YouTube channel, if you want to go check it out. But he essentially said that Kuzman, with, with a boxing background, that he trains a lot, and you see it in striking. Um, when, he, when he went to slip the jab, that was, again, a ghost jab that was to set up, that yeah. was to set up the lead left kick. That essentially knocked him out. He went and parried. He parried it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he parried away, which you do that in boxing, but at mm-hmm. the same time, he dipped to slip outside, and that's what caught him. I don't think he's going to make that mistake from this point out because, again, he was uh, stand up. Okay, boom. Leon is, is, is technically that guy, legitimately. But Usman, that's what, what makes him so elite is that he can, he can compete at that high level in nearly every facet of yeah. his game. But with Leon, his grappling defense specifically is a big concern. And it showed to be a big plot hole. I don't think Usman in the next fight, if they do fight, is going to just be content with only trying to, or rather, excuse me, let me not say content because he wasn't content with with only standing up in in this fight. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's going to be as, um, what's the word, as strike-driven as he was in this fight. And it's going to be from round one on. You're saying Usman is not going to be as strike driven or Edwards? Usman, Usman. Okay. Edwards, again. Edwards, yeah, that's his bread and butter, yeah. Yeah, Edwards doesn't need to change anything because in my estimation, he can't change anything. He can't get to the level of grappling that would be necessary to outmaneuver right. Usman. Yeah, yes, you know, yes, Edwards, is a, uh, Edwards is like a, a natural striker. That's, that's, his, that's his game. Uh, so to speak, for for MMA, hmm. and um, he's developed the wrestling and grappling, um, the, and the jujitsu. Whereas Usman, you know, came from the wrestling background uh-huh. and has recently developed the striking, you know, and, and when that's when he's put it all together. So you know, the interesting thing about this sport is that you can impose your style of fighting onto someone, like you see with the wrestling and grappling, and be dominant and win that way. You know, it's not mm-hmm. the most exciting, but you're right. That is what Kamaru Usman's adjustment. Every fight is different. You know, fight one is different from fight two and fight three is going to be different. And th- I do agree. I think that would be the adjustment that Kamaru Usman makes is, you know, hey, like stick to stick to what I know what it is best. You know, I think ego plays a part of it, too. Both those guys may want to show like, hey, you know, I'm not 
Kamar Usman may be thinking, I'm not a natural striker, but I can strike with anyone. And Leon Edwards might be thinking, you know, I'm a natural striker, but I could, I could grapple with anyone. And, you know, that could be, you know, the downfall. Well, I'll, I'll, say, this, I'll say this right now. If, if Leon Edwards thinks that I can grapple with everyone, that, that's, yeah, he will have a short title reign. He, has, he definitely does not need to think like that, at least in my estimation. Because, again, if he tries to, like you said, ego is a big thing in fights. Now he's got confidence. Touche. But mm-hmm. now if he thinks that in this rematch he's going to be able to, okay, boom, now I can go toe-to-toe with you on the ground, it's ending in two. Yeah, that's that, most definitely. Yeah. I definitely and, agree, man. I think Usman is the more well-rounded, better fighter, hands down. You know, I think he got hit with a really perfect kick. You know, but I'm I'm – I'm a fan of Edwards too. I like the underdog. You know, I like I like you know his story and his 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 um his path to this where he got to. Uh, Usman is better, and if I if I had to bet, I would bet on Usman in the trilogy. Yeah, I would. I'm I'm I'll call it now. I have Usman in the next fight winning in three. In three, three. okay. How three so? rounds by either by ground out, TKO. No, yeah, TKO on the ground, and okay. the reason being is because of the fact that. One, like we said, he's not going to make the same mistake twice. He will not make the same mistake twice. Yeah. And two, I think he's going to do, and I, I, somebody on the broadcast brought this up. He was either in the fight or post-fight um, with Usman. And also, I think, again, Teddy Atlas, I think, brought this up as well yeah. <laughs> when he was talking. But it, it holds true. The one thing, even with Usman's entire repertoire, he doesn't have a one-hitter-quitter in terms of a go-to move that, okay, if I rely on this, it's over. Now, again, he doesn't now, Bennett, has he needed it? No, because of the fact that he's got, he's so around it, yeah. in every other thing. But you see it with a bunch of other fighters. They have that kind of one move in their bag. Just like that they can rely on. Anderson Silva, for a long time, it was it was the iconic front kick. And yeah. on top of that, it was a slip counter. The, yeah. the, the slip counter, that one move, if he landed that, it was over. Exactly, that, that was the thing. It was like, yeah, I'm so good at so much, but if I can get you to fall and lunge forward, that's it. That's, that's my, my bread and butter, yeah. Yeah, I got you. That's my go-to that nobody, for, for a long time. You know what, for had, I don't know. Does I, he have one? In your estimate, does he have that one move that just? I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of his. I, I watched. Okay, so I watched both the Covington fights, mm-hmm. and um, he's he doesn't have like a go-to move. He's pretty well balanced. He's 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 gotten much better at boxing, and um, but you know when I think of like go-to moves, I think of like Justin Gaethje and his leg kick. Uh-huh. Or um, what's another good one? Um, Dustin Poirier has has good leg kick as well, and then um, Khabib Nurmagomedov with his with his double leg takedown. Yeah, the takedown. Yep, yep. Double or single leg. Yep. Either, like that. That was how he would get you to where he needed to be. And I know, I know, Connor has the good um, kind of like a like a like a counter left, or I'm <laughs> not exactly sure what it is, but and um. All these different types of things, I can't think of one for Usman. Yes, that that that's that's the that's the only it needed it. You're right. Yeah, that that's the only thing, and it's and I'm again, I'm not saying he needs it because he's he, he can't win without it. No, but, absolutely not. But but what that allows in a fighter 
it allows it to be that when you have somebody in trouble, you have that one thing that, okay, will will almost automatically close the put curtain, them away. Yeah. yeah, close close the curtain and, and finish the job. Usman, he's been able to, again, we've seen it. He's not poor. He's marshaled off with a straight right. Yeah, that was that was when people knew they were like, okay, this guy's put the striking together. Now. Exactly, and and again, but and it's phenomenal. But he doesn't have one punch or one strike that's like his kind of call out to say, okay, I got you. He, he again, phenomenal takedown, both offense and defense can defend it and can take you down in a multitude of ways. But again, once he gets you on the ground, he's got is he again? He's technically sound in every way. But there's no one thing that he's trying to look for. To say, okay, yeah, I got you hurt. Or I have you in trouble. Let me do this, and this will end the fight because you can't stop it. And so that's what I think he's going to add in this fight because he had Leon Edwards. That would be great, yeah. yeah it would be great. It would, it would be, again, he's already on track to potentially, if not already, be called the greatest welterweight in UFC history. Uh-huh. If he's yeah, not you know, he, had, he had Edwards in trouble a few times against the kid. Yes, he did. He had something like that. You know, who, who knows? And, and he was, and again, he took him down five plus times. That's only happened, what, nine times in UFC history? Yeah. Five, five times five, in a fight? And, and, and with all of that, with the control, with the being able to transition. anything too significant. No. Never, he, he, again, the, the significance was Leon not being able to do anything. But while that's significant in terms of you're looking for a decision, with Usman and going to the edge of the score, something exactly, exactly. You and, and, down, you stand there. Yeah, you, Edwards can't do anything, but you know. And and the the problem is that when you aren't able to close out the show, when somebody's hurt, especially when somebody's hurt multiple times, yet you're doing everything correctly just to win the fight. This is with anything. The biggest risk of that is that you can get caught because of some because of your own mistakes. Why not being able to capitalize completely on, on all the other those opportunities? That's, that's exactly. the problem. But again, with Usman as a fighter and the caliber that he is, again, on that pound for pound list, you can argue he's number one. You can argue he's number one in the world in the UFC. Yeah. But with his IQ, with his, with his drive, all of those things, I think we're going to see a further evolution of Usman to where he's now okay. able to definitively in fights on his terms with a go-to move, whatever it may be. I hope it's on the ground. I really hope it's on the ground. Whether it's a submission, whether it's he whether it's finding a way to consistently get into top mount so we can again hit your rain from yeah. you from a from from a advantage position. But consistently getting to a position or consistently getting a submission that you can rely on will make him, I think, unbeatable. I like the submission idea. I really like that idea once you have, once you, um, you know, you've got the takedown. I like, um, I'll talk, I can talk about that later. But so let's just think about this then. Um, If for whatever reason, um, Kamaru Usman has to pull out of the rematch, who do you think would be a good fight for Leon Edwards? Oh, this, this, this is a great shoot. This is a great next point. Who's, okay. Who would be the next best opponent if Usman doesn't get the immediate rematch? Potentially. Let's let's say, you know, his doctor say he can't fight. Take that thought. Maybe he gets hurt or gets mm. COVID, whatever, whatever the case may be. I would have Chemayev. You would have Chemayev, okay. I would, I would have Chemayev, reason being, 
I know that there are other people maybe higher in the rankings. Understandably so. Not too many people, though. I think I think the only person above Chemayev is Covington and Usman. And again, Covington has already had multiple shots at the chip. Yeah, he has. And so he needs a little something else, huh? Yeah, exactly. So while the champion has changed, his pecking order needs to change. Where he's not, while he's ranked up there, he's already had two shots, failed both times in great fight, but still, in, yes, failed. Now Chemayev needs to be the guy and i hope it's the guy if not uzman to get the next shot and if chamayev does get a shot at the title it's i oh oh i don't know my friend you're forgetting one thing (laughs) what he's got to get through old nate diaz first he's got to get through old let's think about this if he gets through if 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 say let's say nate diaz does it somehow you know, you can't count him out. He's a legend. I'm He's not. A- I'm, I'm not counting him out. Look at you. Look at you. Beach Chemayev. All right. Because that's coming up pretty soon. Is that what's that? Is that. Um, that's 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 an, it might be in a couple months. No, nah, yeah. no, nah, it can't be a couple. It's before. I know it's before the Olivera fight. Um, and Olivera fight is October 22nd. Yeah. Dang so it. it might be September, but so let's say Nate Diaz beats Chimaev. Then does is he still the guy for Edwards? No, if if Nate Diaz beats Chimaev, Nate Diaz gets a title shot. No, what? that's his last fight. I think that's his last fight. On Are you Eastern. sure? I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Should it be? No, let, hold on. Let's see. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, do you do? You, let, let, let. I, I, you watch Nate Diaz. I love Nate Diaz, even though I don't think he should take this fight in any way, shape, or form. If do you really think that if Nate Diaz beats Chemayev, let let's say no, even better, if Nate Diaz knocks out Chemayev, do you really think that this would be his last fight? Or you can't tell me that he wouldn't go for the title. You can't yeah, tell me demanding money or a contract extension or something. Are you kidding me? He would absolutely say, yeah, if I beat Chemayev, I'm going for the belt because <laughs> there would be that it would be stupid not to. Now, I don't want him taking this fight, period, because of the fact that Chemayev, to me, is too much of a monster at yeah. this stage in Nate's career. career. I, you know, I really wanted Nate Diaz to just have a, a competitive fight and ride off in the sunset as, a, as a, a UFC legend. You know, he's had a great, successful, long career. And um, I, I don't think his relationship is the best with Dana White. Though. Yes, not. And, and that could have been why they scheduled, you know, comes at Jemiah for him for his last fight under contract. Yeah, this could be it could be a situation of essentially putting the old dog out the pasture of sorts <laughs> from Dana White. You know, I really wanted to see the McGregor Diaz trilogy as well. And hope maybe that could be um, I did I, again it's it a could, fight in the future. It could have been it could be a fight, whether it's in UFC or otherwise, outside of the promotion. Mm-hmm. Um but I I really I don't think that Nate Diaz should fight anymore at this high of a level. Yeah, he's because, been forced. Because right now he's only relying at this stage in his career on his chin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Now, granted, wrong man. He's he's taking some shots. He's taking like more. You gotta now. You have to understand why we hold him in such high regard is because of the fact that that's that's been his game plan, and he's embraced it 
and come out the fire for it and is asked for more. Again, the epitome of one of the greatest warriors that this sport has ever seen. Undoubtedly. That's exactly why he will be beloved for all time, for the rest of time, because of his UFC career. Exactly. Because he's given us so many moments and given us the true heart of a champion, the likes of which we rarely see in many sports outside of the UFC, but especially within the UFC. You have a bunch of people that have come in and out of that company as dogs. He's been one of the biggest of them all. Through his whole career, too. Through his entire career. But but him taking this fight right now is a danger because not only does he take more punches, now he's going up against Chimaev, who is, again, a top striker, dumb, strong, dumb, consistent. Very good wrestling background. Like like on the ground, on the ground, he can't do anything. On the feet, he he may have a shot if he lands something. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I doubt think, it. I think Shemayev's got a pretty good chin, too. We saw after the Gilbert Burns fight. He oh, took some shots, and he, he it's who weathered the storm perfectly. That's what makes it now. See, that's what makes Shemayev so scary as a fighter. We see the plot holes that he has, and we've seen others capitalize on those plot holes. Like, again, defense has been suspect. Yeah, he's he's gotten overwhelmed, like you said, in the Burns fight. He's Burns. gotten overwhelmed with, with 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 strikers that have. If you're able to consistently touch him, hey, you can score. But the problem is, you can score, but you don't hurt him, or exactly. it, or it takes so much to hurt him that by the time you feel like you're on the cusp of, you know, okay, this next shot might do some real damage. He's got the counter ready, yeah. or he's he's already recovered. And is ready to go back you on know, the attack. I'm just pushing you around. Know, Maya's is fresh, even though he took some damage in that Gilbert Burns fight. Other than that, he hasn't taken much damage, you know. So I think that you're right. Nate Diaz has had his bell rung far too many times, more than you can count. And Kamzat Chamayev has been hit really hard, significantly, probably less than five times in the head. You know, and um, and it did nothing. Even when it, even when it landed flush, it just it did it did nothing. He kept fighting. He walked through fire and kept fighting. And and it's it's the fact that again, with every fight, I see him getting better, and I see him getting again. He just wants to smash opponents. His mm. terms. That's what that's what he wants. He just wants to go in, smash, and destroy. Yep. He's gotten more precise in his destruction every time he steps up to bat. Now, if he goes and fight, let's say he wins it. But most likely he wins. Nate Diaz, yes. And you saying if Nate Diaz wins it? No, uh, if uh, Chimaev beats uh, Nate Diaz. Yeah, yeah. If, Chimaev, if Chimaev beats Nate Diaz, then gets a shot at the title, which uh, most likely he will. And Edwards, again, is still champ. I think, and this is going to be a really big take, but I think Chimaev takes the belt. I really, I really do, because... The thing about, again, Usman got caught with a shot that he didn't see. Yeah. Understandable. But up until that point, even when, he, when, strikes, got, when strikes hit him, he was doing pretty well. When Covington, when, in the Covington fight, when Usman got hit, he, he still took it pretty well. But Chimaev, I don't think it makes a difference whether he sees the punch or the, the strike coming no. or not. It's you know, just, he just it's goes. Tough it's tough to tell because... Um, Chimaev has only had 
one formidable opponent, and that's Gilbert Burns, his last yeah. fall. And he beat him. It, and Gilbert Burns definitely rocked him a few times. I think um, it's too tough to tell that being his only real formidable opponent. You know, maybe, maybe um, for whatever reason, Usman doesn't get the rematch. Maybe Kamzat Shemayas beats Nate Diaz, and then, and then he fights Covington. And then we see where we go from there. You know, that, that, I think that could make sense as well. It would just, it would take, it'd be a different timetable. It'd take a little longer, but he's definitely interesting. He is intriguing to watch. It's going to be interesting to see what happens after Nate Diaz. This is going to be incredibly interesting. But right now, again, we bask in the glory of Leon Edwards. Yes. Right now, have your reign, celebrate, but don't do what other fighters have done and get lax in winning. Because in the welterweight division, that's a good division. It's a pretty good division. It's one, of, it's, one, it's one of the best divisions in the entire UFC. Oh, yeah. So if you get lax in that, my goodness, now you're at a point where you're getting dropped off. Yeah. And we've, yeah. Seen, we've seen so many fighters, especially outside of the sport. Look at Masvidal. Look, Look at Masvidal. Right now he's ranked number nine in the, in the um, weight class. Eight people in front of him right now. Like again, it's in and and Madridov, again is one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC. Mm -hmm. He could easily, if Leon Edwards gets lax, shoot back up and then yeah. boom. You know now you're you're in trouble. And so it's it's I don't that's what I want to see. I don't Leon Edwards has been so say what you want about him being underrated. He's been so technically sound for his entire career. I don't want to see him like uh, I'll use a boxing analogy, like with Andy Andy Ruiz Jr. after he beat Anthony Joshua the first time. I don't, uh -huh. I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to see the fame get to him to a point where now he's okay. I've worked so hard, like I said, came from nothing. All this stuff, the backstory. See, the backstory in fighting in combat sports, a backstory can both hurt and help somebody's career. It can it can it can help you in terms of you are so driven to succeed because of where you came from. You exactly. want to beat the odds. Exactly. But then once you get the lap of luxury, now it's like some people they forget their roots or they forget how hard it was to get there. And they just think, okay, I'm the king. That. They don't have that same fire in them. Exactly. And that and that can that, that, a great example of that. Conor McGregor, right now, at one point in time, again, double champ. Double champ at one point in time. Hurt double champion yeah. and, and so again but from that too i can't remember that's, that's not, yeah he's well he's way down in the rankings right now too you know he granted he, he's had some time off he's been injured he was doing he fought mayweather and all that but okay now yeah, again, he I, I, doesn't have the same fire that he used to i thought um, the fire was back after he beat cowboy cerrone in quick fashion like incredibly quick fashion yeah. and cowboy cerrone again he's he's he was he's, i believe he's, I believe he's retired, but he was recently. He was like still considered a big dog and oh, a yeah. big deal to jump over for anybody because he would give any champion a legitimate fight in a legitimate war. For sure, uh, it's, it's, he, he, he's not, the amount of knockouts he has is insane. Where he has the resume, he has the yeah, he had, he had the resume, he's and he took him out, and he took him out, and I thought, okay, boom, he's back. Then, and then we see. The Poirier two fight, yeah, that was tough to watch, man. That it, was tough to watch. It was, it was incredible. Hopefully, again, hopefully McGregor comes back healthy. Hopefully, Leon doesn't fall into that same trap. Right. No, I think, I think that is a long period of time being at the top. 
Like Connor was up at the top and then he took time off. Yeah. You know, Mayweather fight. And and then, you know, the Khabib fight when he came back. So I think I don't think that's gonna happen to Leon Edwards anytime soon. It could happen to anyone, but yeah. I don't think that any in the in the near future, I don't think that that's gonna be a problem. But who knows? You're right. You know, he came from nothing just like Connor. Uh, it's tough to tell. It's, it's, it's a situation where, again, success, success is like an injury. It, yeah. it affects every person differently. differently. Some people recover instantaneously, and then they're right back into what they're doing. Now, use a basketball term, like LeBron. He can roll right. an ankle and give you 30. Mm-hmm. Another player, like AD, he can roll an ankle and he can be out for rest of the season. Exactly. exactly. And success is the same way. It can, you can have the, the, you can reap all the benefits and then still say, okay, I'm back on my grind permanently. Ain't nothing changed except for a belt around my waist. Or now it takes you so long to get over the fact, okay, I've won and I'm at the top of the mountain that, hey. I can relax now. Exactly. I'm, I'm not getting, it takes longer for me to get back into the mode of staying hungry yeah. and of doing the things that got me the championship in the first place. So moving off, one of the biggest upsets too, one of the more talked about championship fights in the UFC coming up, which is Charles Oliveira versus Islam Mach- uh, Machav, Makov, Makachev, Makachev, excuse me, so sorry. That's how I hear it pronounced. I don't know. I don't know what it feels yeah, like. I, I believe it's Makachev. I am so sorry. I That was on me. I apologize. <laughs> the name is incredibly hard, but the talent is incredibly there and incredibly great. But for the next topic, who do you think is going to win this fight between these two? How do you see this fight shaping up with these two submission specialists coming into this championship fight? John Luke, I think there's no way that Charles Oliveira loses this fight. I don't think there's a chance that Charles Oliveira could lose wow. this fight. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty. Sir, that is, that is bold. That is I'll bold. I stand by that, too. I think that I, I truly, firmly believe that. Really? Yes. No way in the world. Wholeheartedly. No way in the world. I think, I think, here's what I think about Charles Oliveira. So, I became a fan pretty late. I have no, I have no problem admitting that. You know, my first fight, I ever saw was the Michael Chandler fight mm-hmm. after Khabib retired and that, that lightweight title was up for grabs for everyone. And that was also my first time seeing Michael Chandler. And, you know, I, I, did you see that fight? I, I think I know. I think I missed that fight. And that oh. one I missed because I was busy. So, <laughs> what happened um, in that fight is Michael Chandler almost had him out. And he, I, I like to think that he knocked him out and during the ground and pound, he actually knocked him back in. It looks like he was out. And then, you know, Michael Chandler punched him again and he came back, he came back and woke up and found him and grabbed his leg. But so after that fight, I was like, Oh wow. Like, and um, he ended up finishing him in the next round on, on a TKO. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I saw him. And, you know, the next fight I saw was the, um, I believe, I think the next fight I saw was the Poirier fight after, uh, after, oh, why? I can't exactly remember, but point being is this, you know, Michael Chandler, mm-hmm. Dustin Poirier, and Justin Gaethje mm-hmm. are, are his last three fights. Yeah. And each of those fights, 
those guys are are striking artists. I would say they are all three of them are striking artists, and they have all cracked him so bad in their fights that you think, oh, that that no, he's not getting back from that. That's going to be a TKO finish, right? And it doesn't happen. They fall into his guard. You know that he he lands on his back. He, he they fall into his guard, sloppy. And, and Charles Oliveira is fine with that. That's where he likes to fight from. He likes to fight laying on his back, set up submissions, you know. And I truthfully think that he is so well-rounded that the only way you could beat Charles Oliveira is you have to, like, one-shot him, hit him so clean and out cold, like, similar to the Leon Edwards kick. Mm-hmm. It would have to be something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen him get cracked by, by all these guys that hit hard, okay? And, and he just lays down. And he's like, oof, that hurt. I'll wait for you to fall into my guard. And, and he ends up either um, – the last two fights, he, he choked him out. He got Poirier and Gaethje, same way. And, and that, 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 um, you know, that, that, uh, that right cross he threw at Gaethje to get him on the ground was as clean as it comes. Like, he can strike, too. He can punch, kick. And um, he's, just, he's just really well-rounded. So, you know, that's why – and then I have to think about Makachev. Like, what does he do well? You know, I know he's got the wrestling and he's got the ground and pound. He's very strong, but he's not as great of a striker as those those last three guys. And I think he fights very similarly to Khabib on a on a slightly lower level than Khabib. What do you think about what do you think about the Makachev Oliveira championship fight? I think that you're talking. About my take on it. I think you're talking as a fanboy. That's just ain't no analysis. It's just a fanboy. That's what this is. You just, you just. Oh, he's my childhood idol. I grew up with it. He got me into the sport. I can't walk with. Fuck that. I don't care. You think that? Let me tell you something. Here's the problem that you have with that opinion. Okay. That is again, phenomenal jujitsu. Great striker. Great against a great submission specialist. The brother has this is why he's considered the best lightweight in the world. He is, he is, most definitely. But the problem is those fights that you mentioned. It was the he the way that he fights, what he does, what I've gathered on him. He makes you frustrated, and gets it so that you are fighting. One of the worst fights that you've had, because he gets you out of your element. Just the way, just, just the way that he does it. Pressure. He's always just marching towards you. Again, Justin Gaethje, a great striker. The brother, the brother threw a hook and fell on the floor. In my estimation, if I remember, like, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Do you, do you really think? Okay. For the fences here. And and I, so again, that that's a credit to Oliveira. The issue is. They got gassed as well when they lost. Yeah. With Islam. The brother does not get tired. No, he doesn't. He's, he's not the best striker. Understandably so. Does he need to be? No. If you look at all of his fights before coming into the UFC, submission, 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 gets to the UFC, gets knocked out once because of a clipped left hook that he almost slipped. He almost got out of the way. The brother just had, he just had that inch reach that was just able to get, and again, the reach can be affected. Let's not get it twisted. I'm not saying Oliveira doesn't have a good shot at beating him. 
Oliveira absolutely can. With his offensive style, coupled with his, his legitimate jujitsu, his legitimate ability to be able to fight on the ground at a high level and get you into submissions at the, from just about any position. He's got that. That's not a, that, that's all the more for him. That doesn't change the fact that his best success has been when his opponents have gotten lax because of that work rate that he brings, or rather the work rate that he forces them to bring into the fight, which is able to make those, those submissions easier to set up to where they can't fight against them and they can't fight out of them. Islam, the brother has some of the best conditioning in the division. We'll forget where he comes from, right. the Khabib camp. Yeah. The, the school. I think I think they grew up together. If yes, I'm not yes, they, they grew up together, trained together, has been with, again, Namagomedov, has been with DC, has all of that leads to two things, grappling and doggone cardio. <laughs> so you, you, you grapple the kingdom come and you keep grappling until you stop breathing and then you keep on grappling. That's it. That's all they teach. That's all they teach. And it's because of that one fact, I don't think Charles is going to be able to land that submission on him that you would need him, that you would want him to. Because of the fact that this is not going to be a stand and bang type of scenario. No, I don't think so either. No, and this, I think if it was, that would favor Charles. He's yes, good, it would. Ab absolutely. I don't think it's going to be like that either. It's, it's, again, he, uh, he's, able, he's able to draw his opponents in that are aggressive on the striking end. And then, boom, put on that submission. That's why he's got 22 of them in his career, of his 33. It's, it's stupid. It's, it is. But at the same time, I'm, I can't overlook what Islam brings to the table and specifically how he brings it to the table. It's not that he's a great grappler. It's that he's a great grappler for all five rounds, but will be just as aggressive and just as smothering on the ground as he was in round one like he was or, or excuse me he'll be he'll be as aggressive and as technically sound round on one the ground and as physical in round one as he will be in round five without giving up any sort of uh, uh potential openings due to fatigue and that's something that I, I while i love charles Oliveira, i think when it gets time to take be taken into the deep waters unless it ends in two rounds I don't think that he's going to be able to get that submission win that he would want to, because I don't think that, and I don't think he's going to be able to win by knockout, because I don't think Islam's going to allow for it to be a stand and bang scenario where he can use that unorthodox. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. But I still don't think how how would how would um Islam beat him? How would he beat him? How do you think he would have to beat him? Yeah. Well, it would have one. It would have to be early. Well, well excuse me, not early. Excuse me. Let me phrase that. One. Like most opponents, like again, I didn't get to watch the fight live, sadly, <laughs> but I got to see highlights mm. of, of, of the Gaethje fight. And again, Wendy was one of the things I saw when he lost. Islam would have to conserve his energy up until rounds three, rounds four. Keep it close up until rounds three and four. Yeah. If he was just any other grappler. But because he's not any other grappler, I think he just needs to go full force in turn, excuse me, not full force stupidly, but put Oliver on the back, put, put Oliver on the back foot from round one. 
forced him to have to use his striking not to gain ground, but rather keep the same distance. Because if if Oliver isn't advancing, his his striking isn't at its peak. Absolutely, he's always marching forward. Exactly, exactly. He's always stalking the opponent down, looking to looking to take it to them. But if he gets it taken to him, now he's got to reinvigorate his offensive game plan, no matter how he's going to attack. And then he's going to be forced to, most likely, forced to shoot for an unexpected takedown on Islam, most likely, when he sees that the gap is closing and he still wants to have that offensive advantage. If that happens, I think it's, we're going to see a situation where Islam, and I think it's going to be a consistent thing, Islam brings the pressure. Oliveira tries to do a surprise takedown in the midst of Islam coming forward to negate that pressure and be able to use his jujitsu on top and again get position for a submission. But instead, Islam, because of his again, so in my opinion, as one of at least tied, minimum tied for the best grappler in the division, if not the best grappler in the division, is going to be able to defend that takedown, take his back. And then inevitably roll into either a top mount, full guard, or rear mount, where he's able to do whatever he wants. And it's going to be that same type of thing. So of, how does he beat him, though? Do you think oh, he submits him? Or, yes, or is it yes, a yes, he submits him. He ain't going to be able to knock him out. Again, that, the reach difference is too big Yeah, for him to, to not – he's got the power. I'm going to twist it. But – the reach difference is, is not going to yeah, yeah. The, only, the only way I could see a knockout happening is two things. Either a straight right from him slipping a punch and ducking back up, or he slips a punch or a wild kick and throws an overhand right. Because, again, I love boxing. follow boxing for a living. As a, if you're a smaller fighter with a shorter reach, going up against a bigger, taller fighter with a bigger reach, that is the one punch that can end everything. One of the two punches that can end everything for the bigger fighter. If he, if the bigger fighter gets caught with either an uppercut when he's dipping down or an overhand right when he's standing up with his chin in the air. Both of those situations, a shorter fighter can cold clock him and end the fight right then and there. Because, because, because he's so short, all that leverage of power is coming at that one point. And the only way that, or the only place that point can hit is right on the chin. Now, right. now, he, he's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if he got, if you, if he, if he, excuse me, sorry for stuttering. Gosh, no. if he hit that same shot on the top of the forehead, it wouldn't do nearly as much damage because the forehead is one of the strongest points on the skull. Right. You can take punches again if you if you, if you follow boxing. Javante Davis broke his hand on Isaac Cruz because he caught forehead. him with a straight yeah. right or rather a hook on the top of the forehead, and it, it broke his hand. But that same punch on the chin might have taken him out. Exactly. Same thing goes with this fight. If if Islam is able to land that overhand right from slipping on Oliveira, it's going to land on the chin because of the difference and because of the angle that he would be coming from. And if he gets caught with that, he's going to be in some big trouble. But outside of that, it would have to be. And I think it's going to be. It has to be on the ground. Yeah, it's, go- it's, it's most likely going to be on the ground. Islam takes his back and he's able to get a rear naked choke or somehow finagle his way into an arm bar. Okay. You know, it, 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 I mean, trust no. me, it would be difficult. I don't think it could go on its feet. I don't think 
he would even try to put himself in danger on his feet. I think oh, he's going to try to engage in a clinch with Oliveira or, um, or try to take him down. But, you know, and then, and then you entertain that thought. What if he gets him down, all right, single leg or double leg, and, you know, he's got half guard or full guard. Charles Oliveira, that's where he likes to be, is on his back. You know, he can, he can strike from the bottom and he can, you know, change positions, grapple and try to, I, I, I just don't know how it's, it's tough to tell because we've seen Oliveira get cracked on his feet and he's, and he ends up pulling out fire and winning. Okay. And then we see all the, all the times when, you know, Oliveira gets on your back and you might as well chalk it up game over. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. Um, he hasn't really faced a grappler like Makachev yet. Mm-hmm. But then also Makachev hasn't really faced anyone like Oliveira yet, even close. Yeah, you're right. But again, even with that, who's you you have to understand the advantage doesn't just come from skill on skill. It's the tangible and and again, visible conditioning aspect of the fight that's going to make the difference if it's on because you got to understand in, ter- in, in terms of strengths and abilities Oliveira, if it's on the if it's in if it's on the feet has got the if, if it went five rounds on the feet Oliveira has it right, yeah. he's got it in the back and he may be able to actually take him out he may be able to take him out again especially with those knees that he uses yeah oh, he's phenomenal knees you know, Joe Rogan said it really well. He's really multidimensional in his attack. Yeah. He's not just – he's throwing kicks, punches, knees, threatening submissions, grappling. Like, he can kick you from the clinch, he can knee you from the clinch. Like, that, that's one of his best facets to his game is he's multidimensional. Mm. I think that might be the best – one of the best things about his, his style is it is – you don't know what's coming, but you know he's coming for you. He's marching forward. You know that. You know, and – um. I just, I I agree with you that it's not always about who you face. I do think there is a huge skill discrepancy, though, in terms of their their past opponents, and I think you're that right. does play a factor. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The the discrepancy in terms of who the resumes of who they face, oh yeah, is 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 different. That, that's no question about it. No question. I'm not even going to fight that. Because I, I, I get Charles has faced uh, many of the big heavy hitters in the division and came, out, yeah. and, and came out better for it. So I'm not going to fight that he's faced better competition. I'm not going to fight that he has the experience aspect of it. The one he's thing... Saying, yeah, go ahead. How old, is, how old is he? How old is um, Slam? I believe Slam is, I think, late, late 20s, maybe? He late 20s. younger than Khabib, I think. By a little bit. Let me. Yeah, he, he's he's younger than Khabib, but he's been fighting again. He's again the brother's been fighting for a long time. Whole life. Yeah. He's, he, so so. He, but I, I think. Shoot. What is his age? Thirty. He's thirty. So he's he's in his prime, prime years. <laughs> prime years. Not a lot of wear and tear. Understand. Also, also, he doesn't get hit. He hasn't been. He's been hit once. He's been hit once. Less than Charles. Charles has definitely been hit more than Slam has. There's no, there's no arguing that. No, it's, it's, it's also you, you also got to understand when I say he doesn't get hit. I'm not just talking about significant strikes. I'm talking about in general. In general doesn't get hit too much. Yeah, 
You're right. Like, like he's he's got one of the lower in terms of opponent strike percentage on him. He's got one of the lower percentages yeah, in the, the entire punch, UFC. He could, and he would probably be all right. You know, he 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 doesn't have too much wear and tear on his chin, but um. But man, this guy Charles, like I, I, I am definitely a fan. I am definitely biased. Like, it's, and it's fine. It's absolutely fine. You know, his past three fights, especially the. All right, so I'm also a little bit of a Connor fan, and I wanted him to beat Dustin Poirier because um, I thought Dustin Poirier was trying to. You know, Connor's definitely an a hole, but I felt like just Dustin Poirier was just trying to be like this super good. Um, high road type of guy the whole time. And I'm like, yeah. dude, like you don't have to play that card, but you should just be yourself, you know, but that's why I wanted him to beat Poirier. But then in the Justin Gaethje fight, I, I didn't think Charles was going to win. I thought Justin Gaethje was going to be his toughest opponent because of how hard Justin punches. And yeah, 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 you're right. About that. And, and I was, and especially after that, that Chandler Gaethje fight where that was an absolute war. And, and I was like, wow, this guy, Justin Gaethje, you know, he just, he, this guy can, this guy's the real deal. Yeah. He's championship contender. And storms him the first round, nearly knocks him out, and then rear naked choke to finish him. Okay. You got you, you have to, you, what the, now I will say the one thing that can end this fight early is, a knee to the head from a standing clinch by Oliver. Oh yeah. That's, that's the one thing where I think now, again, the, the, the risk reward of that, of getting to that position is incredibly high. So let me ask you something real quick. Do you, what do you think? How do you think? Let's say, um, let's say slum has half guard or full guard on Charles. Do you think Charles, how, how do you think Charles is able to defend that? I, it's see that's where you say half guard or full guard either if if if, if he's got either on him do you think charles can defend that successfully to to stop a, a submission i guess it, it, it would it would take a punch or two from the ground and pound position but do you think slam could like realistically do you think he could get in a lock in a serious submission where like it's going to tap or he's going to go to sleep Again, if, 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 again, Oliver, he can defend it. He could defend it. I'm not saying it would be difficult, but if it did happen, it would be because he, he, Oliver could defend it, first off. Yes, he could. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if he escaped the first couple of attempts. Right. And then, and then was able to either get back to a neutral Position situation on his feet, back yeah. on his feet, or get back to at least a point where they're both fighting for control in the guard rather than him being at a disadvantage. Fully think and fully know he can do that. Most likely that's going to happen a couple times in the fight. But at the point why I think he, would, he wouldn't be able to beat him is because of the fact that he would have to do that so much. He's going to make a mistake eventually. Yeah, and not even that. I don't think he would be able to Keep up because you gotta you have to understand there's very few people that I deem as just stamina sappers when it when it, when, it, when, it, when it comes to the division. Again, Khabib, Khabib, yeah, DC, yeah, and, definitely. and in this case, Islam. 
And it's because of the fact that the 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 it's the strength coupled with the the grappling that Oliveira would have to fight against. It's not just boot strength muscling your way. It's also boot strength with with technical aspects, high technical aspects. Oliveira has the technical aspects, absolutely. In a yes, different, in a different yeah. style, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the the it, the issue is the fact that he would then have to contend with the boot strength of Islam, yeah, that he comes with, and that's why I say, yes, yeah, 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 he he is strong. Again, he's one of the stronger lightweights in the entire division, yeah. and and it's it's because of that why I say it late in the fight is when if it ended in submission. It would be because of it, Islam would get the win because of the fact that if all if, and this is an if, because I know how good Oliver is. Don't let the eight losses fool you mm-hmm. if you're if you're new to the sport. This ain't like boxing when it's two losses and a person's yeah. career is over. Nah, eight losses in the UFC is not a a a plight or blot on how on how bad somebody is or how good somebody is. No, he's for real. Oliver is for real. He's, the real, deal, he's the real deal. The issue is he's so technically good that he can get out and get an yeah. advantage. In, in, so that's not a question. The question becomes how many does he have in him? How many times is he how many times is he gonna be to where he gets if if the fight goes like I think it's gonna go? How many times is he gonna have to fight out of a, a disadvantaged grapple position to get back to neutral? Or just get back to where he's not in danger of being submitted before now he doesn't have the strength to do anything before his own takedowns get sloppy yeah. before his striking slows down before his guard gets it very weak. well could be who makes a fatal mistake first yeah, it, it, yeah exactly Again, if, if it comes down to first fatal mistakes i got Oliveira off of knockout yeah because again we we saw we saw islam we say what you want about the opponents that Islam has faced, we saw him against again lesser competition get caught and get knocked out by by again one mistake slipping too late. So if it's off of mistakes, I would have Oliveira by knockout. Yeah. If if that does happen, absolutely I have him off knockout. Do you think Oliveira could submit him? He could. He could. But it's because I don't know how many offensive opportunities. If he counters and gets into a submission state, hey, all bets are off. Then all it's on. Off. Then it's on whether Islam's going to be able to live up to the the again DC school of grappling, right, right. That that he came from, and if he if he can live up to that, okay, hey, we got a fight. But if Oliveira gets into an advantage position, I need to see what Islam's defense is going to be able to be. Yeah, but Islam hasn't had too many, you know, since he is so dominant in that regard and he hasn't really faced, you know, the top of the food chain type of guys. We haven't really seen too. We know his defense is good, but we haven't seen him have to use it, his, his, his grappling defense, his wrestling defense, so much so against someone that is in the top of the food chain, you know, someone like Charles Oliveira or maybe a, uh, Dustin Poirier, who else is in that weight class? Let me just oh, There's so many names. There, 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 there's so many names. So you only got to name yeah. them all. Well, you know, but, that weight class is another really good weight class. So, yeah. so again, it's it, the point stands. It's not that he couldn't do it. It's not that he doesn't have the tools to do it. Yes. He absolutely does. But I, 
I can only go off of what I've seen from him in his career in terms of Islam. And with Islam, outside of the one fatal flaw in terms of him getting clipped, trying to slip outside of a punch, yeah. outside of that, everything else has been, again, at a high level. And you said he doesn't need defense or hasn't shown his defense. Hasn't shown the need to have it yet. Yeah. Exactly. And but so again, when that test comes, then it's going to be apparent as to whether, okay, where he actually is. Because this is his biggest test. Let's get one thing straight right now. I don't care if, if Cormier said that Islam is the best lightweight in the division. I don't care that he said that. This is Islam's toughest test. This is all of, this is one of Oliveira's biggest points to put him to further elevate his status in terms of where he ranks all time in the lightweights of UFC history. I was looking at the money lines the other day and um Oliveira's the underdog. Yeah. As of as of recently. Yeah, yeah. he is he, he, it's, it's about what Islam's favorite minus yeah, 900. Got, um they've got uh, I forgot what Islam was, but they've got Oliveira plus 145. Yeah, Oliver's plus twenty four. Last time I read, it was, it was uh, Islam minus nine hundred. Wow, that's super disrespect. Nine hundred again? Hey, no, that's what that's what I read. The the line could change. The line could have changed from the last time I read it, but that's what that's the reports I read that it was minus nine. Now, do I think it's that big? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, it shouldn't be that that, that big at all. It should be that big at all. If you want to, if you want to have him as a favorite, it should be incredibly close in my yeah. estimation yeah I, I i would say the same the only reason no. why i would think somebody has that much is uh or somebody would think that it's that big of a gap is because of the fact or two reasons one again they're looking at the eight losses being as an all shoot to, to to islam's one which is stupid if you do that and then two two don't end the reason is going off the same thinking of Nurmagomedov the book strength of the grappling right. is just so up there that Oliver just won't be able to do it even with all his tools. Again, both of those points are absolutely stupid in my estimation, but it's still a legitimate threat, even yeah. though it's a close fight. Let me but, ask, speaking of Nurmagomedov, there have been talks that um, early, a while ago, Nurmag uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov came out saying that I think he was trying to promote Islam a little bit and he wanted to get Islam a big money fight like he had with Connor. Mm -hmm. And he said that if Connor fights Islam and Connor wins, I'll come back and rematch Connor. I hope he fights Islam. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. So, okay. so, so, um, but Connor's out right now, right? Indefinitely, yes. as far as we know. So, so what if, what if here we have, Olivera beat Islam. Then do you think Khabib would come back and and because that's that's a real question. Yeah, it's it, it's a real question. I the Khabib Olivera. Well, that, if, well, that would be something. I, 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 it would be something. It would be, it would be incredibly something. It would if, be if Olivera beat Islam and then fought Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov may fight of all time. That might it, be. It would be. It would look. It would be. It would be spectacular. I got Nurmagomedov. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even if he beats Islam, if, I, you know that's you, you, to you have to. What the difference he's, between he's a lot of time off? Khabib the difference. With, you, you, you're right. You're right. I still have Nurmagomedov because wow. you have to understand. Even with 
as good as Islam is, Namagomedov is so much better. I, I so do much better. I do agree with that. He I is would, better. Again, I would, if for him to come back, if we said that he would want McGregor to come back, if he, if, 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 what, what was it? What did you say? If, well, he, if, said that, he said that if, if McGregor and Islam fight and McGregor uh -huh. wins, I will come back and rematch Conor. Then I hope that McGregor fights Islam and beats him. And beats him. I hope so. Oliveira, do you think so? Do you think those same those same stakes are up for Oliveira in this in this upcoming fight in October? In terms of bringing uh, Nurmagomedov back, yeah, he, I, he hasn't verbally he, said that, but it's 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 a similar premise. That's going to be a big money fight. It's going to be a championship fight. Do you hmm. think that there's a chance Khabib comes back? It would be a good fight. However, I don't. I don't think that he would come back to fight Charles Oliveira. Not because he's not a big star. But, under, one, Khabib is a man of his word. If he said he's retired, you know, he is very, he's incredibly um, loyal, not just to his people, but to himself. himself if he said, so if he says that he's done, he's, he's done. Yeah. But if he says he's coming back for one person, he's coming back for one person. And that's only to shut up anybody if anybody has any questions which they shouldn't right. now would i want to see him come back to fight Oliveira if he beats islam absolutely absolutely i would just it would just be more dangerous and i would and again credit to him Oliveira. if you're able to bring khabib out of retirement that's a credit to yourself as a fighter that's a credit to yourself as a fighter but at the same time, I highly doubt that he would be able to win that confidently. Now, Khabib is better than Islam. Khabib yeah. definitely better than Islam. But you know, if we're if we're saying if he does come back and if that that fight does happen hypothetically, you also got to think. You know, Khabib's been in retirement for a little while now. Yeah, he has. He's got. He's you know, training camp, whatever it is. He's going to be a little bit, you have to think he's going to be a little bit, you know, rusty, not having fought for a while. Again, uh, his, his work ethic, the connections yeah. that he consistently fights with on the, the, the rigorous training that he goes to, I'm confident that he would be prepped if that fight happened. But let's flip the script. Let's say hypothetically that did happen. Charles Oliveira beats Nurmagomedov, breaks the undefeated streak of the Eagle. What? What would happen? What, what, happen? what in the world? If what that, like, what, what would the world come to? What would what would if if you? I know you're a fan and all, and it's probably going to be a terrible thing to ask a fan <laughs> and not an unbiased, opinionated person. I'll be what? as unbiased as possible. Right no, you now. won't. No, you won't. Yes, I will. I, promise, no, you won't. I, I guarantee you won't. Because watch, watch. You an unbiased answer, John. Luke, watch, viewers, viewers, and listeners at home. Watch this. Watch what's about to happen. If Khabib loses. To Charles Oliver, if Charles no, we'll make it even better. <laughs> make it even better. Charles Oliveira submits Khabib Nurmagomedov in the first round to retain his lightweight championship. What? Where would Oliveira rank in terms of all-time UFC greats if he did that? I think he's um. I think he's going to be in the conversation regardless. No, that cool. I'm not talking about regardless. I'm talking about with that added to the resume. If with that added to the resume, he would have to be above 
Khabib, if you beat him, has more wins than him and more finishes. I mean, uh, submission finishes. You know, I think that put that would theoretically put him above Khabib. And that would have been his sixth, I believe, title mm-hmm. defense. Mm-hmm. So I still wouldn't put him over like a John Jones or DC Anderson Silva, but he's right up there with them. So, 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 so he's, he's like up there, up there. Yes, but would, not over, not, not the best. Would he be in that uh, Demetrius Johnson-esque level in terms of like, in terms of all time great? Again, Demetrius Johnson cleaned out his entire division. He's kept on winning in the UFC. Dumb amount of title defenses. I believe he set a record. And was like, like, and that division was essentially yeah. unstoppable. What, what weight was he? He was. He was. It, it was. It was one of the lower weight classes. Even though they had, I forget what was it. It wasn't bantamweight. It was bantamweight. Was it bantamweight or flyweight? Flyweight. One of those two. Hey, look. Let me just look. What I, it was either it was either bantamweight or flyweight. I, I gotta remind myself who was in that division around that time. Dang it, who was who, who was? Where did he fight under? Was it flyweight? Flyweight. Flyweight. Okay, flyweight. Good flyweight. 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 At, at at flyweight, even though there were some legitimate, um, there were a lot of legitimate contenders, even though. A lot of people don't really may not know the weight class necessarily or be familiar with how good the weight class was. But similar to Nawi Inouye in boxing, while Nawi fights at a weight class that many people may not know all the names, yeah, yeah. you know the division. You know that Nawi Inouye is called a monster for a reason because he ran through every major legitimate name without hesitation. In their prime, I think that, um, that division was pretty comparable. I think they're pretty comparable. They're comp- okay, it's, okay. It's tough to put one over the other though because they are in different weight classes and different time periods. Mm. You know, much like basketball, UFC has changed a lot. Like yeah, yes, yes. Styles and you know the way the way the fights go, the leg kick especially, and um, it's it, but they're definitely comparable. But that man, isn't that isn't that uh? A rabbit hole you could go down forever. I hope not. I'll tell you what, if that starts at, if we start having conversations, like I won't, you gotta understand. Well, how comfortable is, is Olivera to Khabib right now? Right now. Right now? No, they're not. I'm sorry. In my estimation, that, and that's not a knock on Olivera. That just speaks to the how great, because you have to understand, the reason why I and many other people hold Khabib in such high regard. It's not because he's undefeated. I don't view, and for anybody who's watching this, listening to this, if you're gauging fighters, the record is not what makes a fighter so great. That's not everything. Because again, like Floyd Mayweather being undefeated, Floyd Mayweather being undefeated is not greater than Manny Pacquiao being an eight-division world champion and holding and retaining a belt in his late 40s Right. And nearly being in the title picture again to fight Errol Spence Jr. for the WBA belt that he had before losing it to Ugas because, again, his body just gave out. But outside of that, there no. Pacquiao's greater than Mayweather, even though Mayweather had a greater career. 
And you and again, it's not just because, debate, yeah. 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 Right. And so I mean, it's up for debate if you want to talk about talent and stuff. Talent, you can say Floyd is better than Pacquiao. I'm not mad at you for saying that. But greatness, there's a different, there's a if there's a different connotation that you have to take when you apply a person's greatness to their, a person's talent. Roy Jones, again, I'm using a lot of boxing terms or boxing analogy because that's one of the things I know best to best get this point across. Roy Jones Jr., as a talent, has an argument to be the greatest fighter we've ever seen in the history of boxing. Better than Ali, better than Tyson, better than in any division, nearly anybody. But as a greatness level, nobody's greater than Ali or Sugar Ray Robinson. Because it's not just the skills of a person. So when we're talking about greatness, and we're talking about Khabib Nurmagomedov, it's not just because he's undefeated. It's right. not just because he has the talent. It's the people that he faced in the fashion that he beat them in. And the sheer domination of just about every opponent, regardless of how high they were on the food chain, the consistency of excellence that seemingly never got broken up. He beat everyone the same way. That's that's what like like. Do you understand that? Do you, I don't think I don't think people at home. And I'm like I was. I just now started realizing this about Khabib. It's the fact that he beat everybody the exact same way. The exact same way. There wasn't one fight where anybody forced him to change his game plan. And he was, again, at the upper echelon, or fighting the upper echelon of his division in one of the most stacked divisions in the UFC. And he, you, could, you could go and argue um, the only round he's even ever lost was that one round against Connor? That, that, may, that may be it. And um, no, that 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 is, if anything, that is the only uh, round he would have ever lost. Is what right. I think it was round three against Connor in their right. fight. I, 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 and and that's what we we talk about adaptability. We've that talked about yeah, we, we, we we've talked about adaptability. We've talked about fighting styles. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and. It's it's something special when you're able to see somebody, again, not in a weak division, not in a weak time of of the sport. Golden era. Yeah, exactly. Come in, win the exact same way, leave the exact same way, and never have a drop-off, and never have to adapt to be successful. That, like, uh, like, it's it's almost like this the the unstoppable force versus the immovable object argument. Which one is better? Somebody that can adapt to anything versus somebody that just that everything has to adapt to it, per se. That's a good that's a good analogy. I like and, that. and and well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. But and, but but in in terms of for somebody to come in and as stacked of, of the division that it was. Everybody had to go and adapt to him. Are we seeing that with Oliveira right now? Are we? It's are we? It's a legitimate question. Are, are we seeing that? Done it yet? Just like no one really was able to do it for Khabib. Now Khabib is retired, and we could see it happen with Slam. But so far, people know what Oliveira's game plan is. 
just like they knew what Khabib's was. Yeah, but they, they beat him. They haven't been able to stop him. Well, yeah. early on, yeah, you're right. Early yeah. on in his career, he has been beaten. Yeah. But, you know, I think once he moved, I think he, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was losing at featherweight, 145. And then he moved up to 55, lightweight. And that's where he found success. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that could be the case. But um, uh, if, uh, oh, if I'm as of recently, he looks very dominant. Yeah, he does. Well, that question has been brought up, like um, him and Khabib, you know, because he doesn't. All right, so he doesn't beat. He hasn't beaten, you know, Gaethje Poirier, Michael Chandler in the same fashion that Khabib did. Khabib dominated them, held them down, punched them, and then eventually choked them out. Charles didn't take much damage either. Uh, and any of those. So Charles Oliveira has every fight he's been in. I'm like, oh, this is it for him. He's going out. This is going to be it. And then he just doesn't. He gets up, and then he he finds a way and chokes him out. Yeah, it's, they have. They're definitely different. And I actually think Oliveira is more exciting to watch because you know, he he might get knocked. Oh, out. he is. No, absolutely. No, that's not a question. No, let, <laughs> let, it's not. A, it's not a question at all that could be. Is not as entertaining to watch uh, as Oliver. No, that's not, that's not a question. It's 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 just again, Oliver can beat you in so many ways, and and it, because and his and his attack and his style of fighting is very entertaining. And the fact that he can get hurt, come back and still win, just adds to that drama, adds to his toughness, and adds to the overall makeup of how we view him as an incredibly exciting fighter who you can never count out. You always have to have your guard up. All these different things make him so great, which is phenomenal. But that doesn't change the fact that while as great as he is, if somebody somebody getting hurt versus coming back, but somebody who just wins the same way, consistently, rarely got, rarely if ever got hurt. I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't think that that Khabib's legacy. Excuse me. When, now let me rephrase. Let me rephrase that. That I was about to say his legacy would never be tarnished. No, of course it won't be tarnished. That's that's a given. I don't think Oliver is going to be able to reach uh, Khabib's kind of upper echelon in terms of greatness. How he's viewed. If he did, it would have to be a stupid, and I mean stupid. Run not just through this division, but moving up. Yeah, he would have to win in lightweight, move up, win at that division, and then reign in both. If he did that, hey, now we got an argument of since you've hit your prime, you've turned into because again, like I said, records aren't everything. It's not because Khabib's undefeated that he's the greatest, and Oliveira's losses are not going to necessarily hinder him from being able to reach Khabib's level. Yeah. But the amount of stuff he's going to have to do to get to that level. It's going to be a little bit more. I understand that. I can understand that. Forget a little. It's, we're going to have to see one of the greatest runs in UFC history that we've seen. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like the entertainment aspect of Anderson Silva. Right. And the, 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 Unpredictability of a John Jones with the dominance of Khabib and Magomedov. That would be yeah. the best fighter right there, wouldn't it? And, you, and shoot, he's gonna have to do that again. You were talking about getting over Khabib. I'm not calling Khabib the greatest fighter ever, 
But I do understand how big his legacy is and how high he is in the upper echelon of all UFC talent. Yeah. Because of that, it's going to take something that superhuman or, 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 or a stretch of 20 fights where it's just like he's a different animal that far and away separates anybody from him. Because you got to understand, because understand this, if Oliveira, if he fought Justin Gaethje again, I'm not saying he wouldn't win. But how confident would you be that it would be a close fight? I don't think it would be. You don't think it would be a close fight? No, I, because would you call their last fight a close fight? Uh, wasn't he in danger? He was definitely in danger. That's a close fight. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If, he all, if, if, if you sat up here and said he was almost put out, he was nearly knocked out. He was on the verge of being like, out, but yeah. and, and then would, he came back and won. I consider a close fight more so like it goes the distance and then it comes to the judges. Let me, let, so okay. are, All right, I, I see what you're saying. Let, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase the question. Let me rephrase the question. Okay. In terms of if Charles Oliveira fought Justin Gate to I get, you can say that Oliveira would win. Phenomenal. If you do, cool. How if how confident would you be that he would win against the rematch in uh, versus Gaethje? And I'm asking this for a specific reason. How confident would you be in a rematch versus Justin Gaethje if they fought again? I would be very confident. Okay. And I think the I still think the only way. As of right now, it looks like you can beat him is if you get him with a clean puncher kick. Watch okay. KO. All right. All right. All right. And that's understandable. Now, throughout Khabib's career, how confident were we that Khabib was going to win his fight? You know, even, every, e even against McGregor. Every time they said, you know, this person could do it, this person could beat, but they never did. No, I, no, I didn't say could. I, I, when, when people talk about no one was ever like they're not beating him. No one was ever like no one. I mean, like the, the, there, no one was ever like um, they're gonna beat Khabib. Like hands down. No it, one it, yeah, it, it was. It was always there's a chance. There's a chance. And that and that chance came from like every like the stars have to align. Yeah, exactly. Like, with with all with with, with Oliveira, it was. If he makes the mistake, oh, he's he's going to be in trouble. Him getting out, he has the ability to, but at the same time, he can get finished, right? And 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 because it, it's just the truth, because that's what that's what we saw, even when he's at his currently at his peak. With Nurmagomedov, it was never a question of if he made a mistake. It was always if the stars align. <laughs> and 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 in the off chance that he does something stupid, yeah, can you beat Nurmagomedov? That's why I say they're different fighters. They're different styles. No, no, you're right. They're different fighters, but the point still stands. The point still stands that in order for me to view Oliveira at the that the Khabib esque level, 
Because he can't he get there? Be regarded in that fashion. Yeah, it, it has it has to be a for me. He's what thirty two? Just about thirty two. Thirty two. Yeah. he's he's near, nearing the end of his prime, so it it would have to be a. It's gonna be hard because it's UFC, but it would have to be about a, a fifteen fight stretch. From this point forward. From this point forward. He's already on an eleven fight win streak. That's that's fine. That's that that's that's that that's, would be twenty six. <laughs> twenty six <laughs> fight win streak. <laughs> it would have to be, or okay, let's, or let's say he keeps his win streak up, goes to, was he? He's at what eleven? Eleven fight win streak. Yeah. yeah. Okay. His last loss was in twenty seventeen. Okay. Let's say he bumps that up to. 18. 18, okay. That's 18, he continues the 18-fight win streak, but from the remainder on, does not get clipped, does not get caught, and from rounds one through five, is never in trouble. Yeah. And, like, like complete domination. It would have to be a point, either, either he's knocking everybody out, submitting everybody, or people are walking out the stadium because it's just, it's to a point where it's just not fair. I don't think that could ever happen. I just think that their fighting styles are, are, are very different, you know, and with the way Charles fights, he's always going to be in danger. He's going to get hit. It's inevitable. And the way Khabib fights, he kind of mitigates risk. You know, he gets hit, he takes a little bit of damage, but for a majority of the fight, he's he's grappling you, and it's and he's he's just on top of you for, and he doesn't really take. That's how he imposes his will on uh-huh. his fighters, you know. And they're just different. He, Khabib's not really you know a huge stand-up fighter. He's a big wrestling, grappling on the ground type of guy. And um, like we said, Charles is pretty pretty multi-dimensional in, in that regard. So I think, but I I don't I don't think that. Because they have different fighting styles, one, like, like the end result is still the end result. Like they're still lapping the divisions. They're on these, they're both went on these great runs. Charles has taken significantly more damage than Khabib has and has more losses. I don't think that deters from the greatness though. I think it's just a different way of getting that. No, it, it again. Like I said, I never. Like I said, the losses don't. Exactly, like you understand, the losses don't. They don't negate what he is and what he's yeah. done. That, that that it's it, absolutely. I'm just saying from this point forward, we understand that to step into that again. If you want to, Khabib's talked about with John Jones, with Anderson Silva, yeah. with again Demetrius yes, Johnson. Yeah. Some again, he's held in that upper echelon of. Right. Mount Rushmore of UFC competitors. It's incredibly hard to get there. If he want, if Oliveira wants to get there, I'm not putting it out of anybody. What well, what well, some people I will say, no, you have no shot. But for him, I'm not gonna say he's. It's just impossible. I just understand that to get there, it would have to be. It it would be a a very very impressive feat to do it. 
Yeah, again, said, like we, you know, like we Khabib accomplished it sooner. He came, conquered, and he left. You know, Charles Oliveira is definitely going to have to take a different path to get there. Yeah, path uh, is definitely different. I'll say, I'll say the quickest path to get there was Khabib. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, exactly. The quick, no, no, even better. The quickest path in this fantasy world we've been doing with Khabib coming back potentially. Let's say he does come back. He comes back before. Um, but it, it, like in the midst of this, regardless of the outcome, he says, okay, I'm coming back into the division. Runs through the entire division. Again, it's back in play. It's like, okay, there's no rust. There's no, there's no sign of age. Runs through the entire division. Then fights Oliveira for a championship. And then Oliveira beats him. Okay, now, hey, now you got to cut. Because then there's no... He's there's no, old. there's no question. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no, no question. questions. There's no, he's old. There's no, he's out of the game. No, that that's when you can compare them once they've fought, and you know that's a that's a better way to compare them. I think it's hard to compare them if they're just different past, different styles, you know. But they're both really great. You're right. Again, not, I'm not, a fan of both. I'm a fan I'm of both. I'm not taking anything away from either one of them. I have my opinion. I think Khabib's better than Oliveira. All-time greatness and, and current skill set. I think Oliveira, I don't believe he will get there. I'm not putting out the question that he can't that he can't somehow get to that level of greatness. Greatness, yeah. I just understand that. It, yeah, I just understand it's gonna take for me a superhuman effort to get there. But if he does it, I'll be the first one to tip my hat and say, hey, you did it. I have no qualms with doing it. I have no qualms with doing that. But currently, right now, we just need to see if against Islam, he will solidify himself as the best lightweight in the world. Going up against a I think a Khabib light in Islam. I think if he beats Islam, then there's no question for lightweights. He's yeah, he's, yeah. The best do, do you, he's, already, do, he's already beating the top guys, you know. Do you do you think that he moves up? That's tough. I mean that that you know. Because, because he's like a, he would really have to bulk up, you know, like he's a naturally kind of a frail, wiry type of guy. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, look yeah. at him and you look at Kamaru Usman or, or, or Colby Covington, they're, they're massive. Yeah, people. they are huge. Yeah, it is 170. They're, because the, they cut down to 170, you know, they probably walk around 180s, anywhere in between there, where yeah. as Charles probably, um, walks around 170 tops to cut down to 155 yeah you know and so it's it's tough to tell i mean if if he went up and had success that would be really impressive i just don't think it's feasible for someone like him though i would like to see it. i think he's just too small of a guy i i i, I would like I to see it, it I, I would like to see it happen because like him try yeah because i mean it's essentially unless he move unless he's gonna try to move down I don't think and, he would and, and, and run and run that division instead. It's too, depleting. it's too depleting to cut that much weight, you know. I don't think um like for example, Conor McGregor, I don't think he'll ever fight at featherweight again, 145. Yeah, no, he, he can't. That was like a, a huge weight cut for him. I think even 155 is a stretch. I think he likes this if he does come back, he would want to stay around 155 at the probably 170. 155 would be a stretch. Yeah, it he he would not it wouldn't translate yeah exactly as so, well if, if at all hard to cut down and perform you know at a high level but so, going on, it just depends on how big you are your body type all that yep 
But again, uh, I have my thing. I would love to see it happen. Just, a, just, just, just attempt. Entertain the what if, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, because at this point, unless he, he's just gonna sit and reign. If he beats Islam, he, he's just, he's just going would, to sit. He's going to sit and reign. Most likely. Look at look what Usman was doing. He was sitting at the top, lapping the division. Mm-hmm. It's maybe it's a good thing Leon Edwards just beat him because that opens up the possibility for a lot more now. That does absolutely does absolutely does. I, I, again, if a, if if a rematch happens with Usman, Usman's taking it for me. Oh, yeah, I have Usman taking it in three. And if Chimaev, not Chimaev, excuse me, I'm thinking too far ahead. If if if, if Islam or when Islam and Oliveira fight in the near in the near future for the lightweight title. I think, I really, I really think that Islam may take it, and then Oliveira would win in the rematch. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. That's what that, that that's what I think is going to happen. Islam's going to take it because I think the grappling is going to be too much on the the strength in the grappling is going to be too much. Yeah, he's, he's going to wear him. Uh, yeah. ever, ever experienced before. Yeah, he's, he's going to wear him down, and by round four. Or late in round five, he'll be able to cinch it in, if not win by decision, because of the ground control. And then in the rematch, Oliveira comes back, retools, and then he, yeah, yeah and then he's he's able to take it in three. That's what I would think would happen. Okay, I have I didn't even think about a rematch between them. You know, it's in it's in Abu Dhabi. It's fight week. It's in it's in Russia. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. For that fight in October. And uh, so that's going to be real interesting, too. I, you know, I almost feel like um, that's like more pressure for Islam. Like, it's like, yeah, he's got the home crowd, but he doesn't want to disappoint his homeland. You know? I mean, again, that, the place the, that, that, that crazy state that, that that country is in right now. Or actually, I don't, is Abu Dhabi in Russia? I know it's really close. If it isn't, let me look. I don't know for sure if it's in Russia, because for some reason, I, I don't think it would be safe to go to Russia right now. I, I, I don't. I don't think. I could be again. I'm terrible at geography. I don't believe it's in. Oh, it's uh, United Arab Emir- like uh, United Arab Emirates. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. No, it's 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 touching Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense because they they've been spending big money to get a lot of the big venues. Or excuse yeah. me, Saudi Arabia and and Abu Dhabi's been spending money to get a lot of the big er fights. Both in the boxing and UFC, over on that soil, hey, they, you know, they pay they pretty penny. Islam are are regarded as I think like royalty in that part of the country. I think everyone knows them there, yeah. uh, from what I've heard. I don't know, but that's just what I've. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right, and and again, we'll see how home field advantage, uh, or, or or expected home field advantage, helps out Islam. But all I know is, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a great in the in the coming couple of months. There's going to be a slew of big events going on. I can't wait to see. So we'll definitely be covering this again on the next episode. But for today's episode, this has been another edition of the Welch Report. TN, I'm so glad you were able to come on the show. Glad to have a fight fan, a UFC fan. Thank you so much for having me. No problem, man. This is more than a pleasure. I'd love to do this again on the, again, as a, as a, callback to these yeah. next fights, especially with the Oliveira fight. We'll yeah. definitely be reaching out to you to see what the, depending on what happens. Hopefully you're not dejected and disappointed. But, but hey, I, I, I can't. I'm unbiased. 
So I ain't got no stake in the matter. I just want to see a good fight. <laughs> but this has been the Watch Report. I've been your own John Luke Watch. Thank you again, team, for coming on to the show. Peace, peace and love. We out of here.